Hello everybody, my name is Dustin Pischel, and today's guest is Jim Wise. Jim is an actor, writer, producer, director, singer, composer, and musician. Jim is also a Primetime Emmy Award winner. Jim has appeared in over 20 movies. Some of the movies Jim's been in include the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, Hotel Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania 2, Talladega Nights, non-other teen movie, among many other hit movies. Jim was a writer for Saturday Night Live, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and he was also the head writer for Mad TV. Jim has appeared in TV shows such as American Dad, Just Shoot Me, That's So Raven, Even Stevens, Live in Color, Saturday Night Live, The Jay Leno Show, and The Tonight Show. Please welcome the amazing Jim Wise. You know what? I gotta say that what an intro. That's a, yeah. what a walk down memory lane. I I never appeared on Saturday Night Live, though. I gotta. That's one one correction. I, I worked as yeah. the guest. I was I was the I was a writer, a guest writer, which was a fantastic two week job a long long time ago, well before you were alive. How old are you, Dustin? Um, I was born in two thousand eight, May thirty first. I'm just turned 13 a few months ago and where and where do you live um and um around boston massachusetts okay yeah that's great yeah so oh sorry were you gonna say something oh yeah so yeah um a lot of comedians grew up in like the boston area yeah yeah dana gould um (laughs) have you spoken to him yeah he's been on my podcast a few months ago Dana, uh, 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 David Cross mm-hmm. was. You know, you know who you remind me of though is Judd Apatow oh, because yeah. he's he used to do uh, you know radio shows when mm-hmm. you know he would record comedians, uh, interview yeah. comedians when he was your age. So. Yeah, I actually read his book about that. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. Yeah. So I start off by so um, a lot of times like. Um, have you ever been on live studio audience shows? Live studio audience? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I've, I, uh, I did, um, I mean, Just Shoot Me was a, who comes to mind. Um, that was, you know, a, a multi-camera live studio audience show. It was great. It, yeah. You know, the, obviously, I'm a, you know, started as a live performer, um, with the groundlings um, here in Los Angeles and you just you know it's just if you're used to it and you feed off of the audience then you're gonna you're gonna I mean I prefer perf- performing in front of a live audience so, yeah. yeah um I have like so something I thought about recently is like do live audience shows ever have hecklers like someone in the <laughs> audience like uh, like someone that shouldn't have been let in but they are no you know i think everybody's on their best behavior but that would be a uh that would certainly get them kicked out um -hmm. you know i i've never dealt with a heckler because i only i mean my stand stand ups get heckled all the time because they you know they tour and they've got it all figured out how to how to handle a heckler i i I, um you know like i said I, i did I started at the Groundlings, and a couple of times 
there were, and we didn't serve alcohol. I think that's a big uh, yeah. reason why there were no hecklers, except on New Year's Eve, uh, we would serve alcohol to the audience. And I wouldn't say this guy was a heckler, but I was doing a bit that, that required, um, where I was just singing a lot of different songs, basically yeah. songs that had the word lady in it. <laughs> in them and he was trying to sing along with me oh and it was and it was a bummer like he was mm -hmm. he was he was jumping ahead like oh i know where this is going and it was a bummer it was a bummer and i think they got he, he got kicked out I, he, I know he got kicked out yeah not by me by somebody else yeah but um something like a lot of people who like haven't been to um like comedy shows before I, I feel like some people think it's like concerts i remember the first time i went to a concert because i'm you yeah. it was a little it was the summer what's the yeah. only time i've been to one and i was right. like it was sort of hot i was like so you can just get out of your seats you can stand up and just right. walk around it was so it was so, so weird because i'm used to watching stand-up comedy right 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 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> What concert did you go to? Um, it was this like, um, country one. My mom wanted me to go. I was like, I don't like country music, but she wanted me to go. <laughs> wow, sounds like a big struggle in the household over, uh, you know, the, the types of music. What do you listen to? What's uh -oh. your music? Type? I listen to some '90s stuff. Um, the Beatles. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, some rock from the '90s. Some Bruce Springsteen. Um. Sort of like, not not classical music, but sort of like in that in between of it, where it's sort of like, fakeness Sinatra, and it's still pop, but um, right, it's a bit of both. Yeah, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And now you do stand up. You are a stand up yeah. comedian. Yeah. You. How many times would you say that you've done stand up? Twenty times, I'd say. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think I did stand-up three times. Okay. And the first time was great, and the second time was awful, and the third time, enough time had passed, and it was like a different kind of, it's more like a storytelling type of stand-up. It wasn't yeah. like jokes. Are you a, what, what kind of stand-up would you say you are? I do like storytelling. Um, A lot of the stuff is one punchline. I mean, one setup, and I do like ten punchlines. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And how long have you been doing it? I mean, um, 20 times? About 14, 14 months. Uh, something, yeah. That's great. Thanks. That is really impressive. That is really impressive. Yeah. Um, so, but you have you been able to get out recently? Um. Well, a lot of times I was taking advantage of this virtual stuff because... I live, well, I don't live too close to Boston, but I live, like, an hour away, but since it's so, I, well, the, the distance between it is 30 minutes, but a lot of times there's traffic, so it's, like, 60 to 90 minutes, but I'm basically <laughs> living in the Boston, near Boston, but I still live in a small town, so, and yeah. there are, there are decent, there aren't that many comedy clubs, because it's barely a second, sort of, like, city, like, um, not to be confused with the company, like there's Atlanta and there's other stuff like that, but Boston just barely, so there aren't that many comedy clubs. So I've been taking advantage of when it was more in the pandemic of doing um, online shows. Right. Mm -hmm. And how did you like that without any sort of 
audience response that's got to be kind of hard right uh well like um you could get some people have their microphones on like i've done in live stamp comedy like i love stand-up comedy in general so i enjoyed it but it was nothing like the thrill of doing it in person mm-hmm. of course yeah of course so did you do it from did you do it from like right there where you're sitting yeah um this is or, my place like and then i had to clean up my vomp but you can't see any of the messy stuff but then i would have to do that because like i saw if um i do a lot of um act outs and stuff like that so oh i see yeah, yeah. uh so you're on your feet mm-hmm. uh <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i was just noticing in my background there is it's pretty messy it's not too messy. It's not too bad, but there's a lot of junk. You can see, like, there's a roll of tape right there, and then there's my water bottle, and there's a... Cl- there's a cl- I, this is the area, like, when I have an audition, I will um, use... I'll throw a uh, drop backdrop here and uh, put the camera over there. Yeah. And, uh, and this is, this is like, the multi-purpose room. I've got mm-hmm. exercise machines over there because yeah. I'm old... <laughs> and I yeah. need to exercise. Yeah, I, I've been I've been told. Yeah, um, the thing um is um like, do you have a podcast or something? I don't have a podcast, oh. but I'll tell you, I uh, feel like I should because I enjoy doing uh, other one other people's podcasts. Yeah, it's almost it's all. I mean, for a while, it was like everybody had one. It seemed, mm-hmm. and. You know, there's no way you could listen to all of them. But in my experience, I just it's just fun to do them. I've done probably ten podcasts. Yeah. You know, other people's and and they're just you know it's just like catching up with somebody. It's yeah. usually a friend, you know. The thing is, like, there are certain names. Like, so I actually um use some other half the questions I make up and half the questions I use from other podcast places. Um, like, cause I don't take, I don't take half the questions from one specific podcast, but I take like one from one podcast, another from the other one. Well, that's smart, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and I was talking to another podcaster, Ben, and he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I was sort of surprised, like, oh, okay. So, yeah. It is. It's so, not like, you know, everybody's answer is going to be different, so. Yeah, so, no. um, how did you become a writer for SNL? Okay, so to be clear, I was the guest writer at SNL in January of 1998, my young friend. Mm -hmm. And I was in the Groundlings, and uh, they came through. I wasn't doing the show when they started picking talent. I was in the Groundlings with Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and Chris Kattan. And so that was... They came through and snatched them up in, like, 1995. So, in... They did this guest writer thing. Oh, and also, I interviewed to be a regular writer-writer. They didn't hire me outright to be a writer-writer, but they said, well, maybe we'll try you out as a guest writer. Mm -hmm. And that's basically how, how it worked. In my... In the office, I was in an office... Uh, with the three people that they had chosen from when I interviewed, and they their names are uh, Mike McCullers, who has done a lot of directing and, and writing, and I think he wrote a couple of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, a guy named Michael Schur, who okay. is a bigwig producer now. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Schur. He, he's he's very he's from your area, I think. 
Yeah. He went to Harvard. I know that. Yeah. And uh, and a young lady named uh, Tina Fey. Oh. Who, I'm not sure what happened to her, but. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I I thought you were actually serious about that. No, no, no. I meant this my joke because she's so famous. And, I mean, we, it was it was four of us crammed in this room, and it was great. I had a great experience. I got I got stuff on the air, and it was really you know. I was managed by the same person that was managing Sherry O'Terry, and I was good friends with Will Ferrell and Catan, and and I knew a couple of the writers on staff, and so it was just like, you know, would Jim want to try this guest writing thing to see if he likes it, if we like him, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and it went well. So, but when I came, when I was done, uh, Mike Shoemaker. Do you know who Mike is? Have you heard Um. the name? I know, I know Craig Shoemaker, but I don't know Mike Shoemaker. <laughs> okay, so Mike Shoemaker is uh, the producer of Seth Meyers, uh, the show. And he was a producer at SNL, and he said that, uh, he said, at the end of my run at, as a guest writer, he said, make sure to check in this summer before you take another job. You know, it went really well, blah, blah, blah. It, it, so it was a, it was a you know, a win. When I came back to Los Angeles, I started working as an actor so much that it didn't make any sense for me to um, go back to SNL and work mm-hmm. as a writer because all I wanted to do was, at that point, was act. And I did that until I started working at Mad TV. Yeah. Um, Mad TV, that was a great show. Um. Um, I remember one skit where they had Dr. Phil. Oh, like, any, like, skit, um, do you know, well, um, what's his, my face, Jeff Richards, he, um, he did SNL, are you familiar with him? Oh, yeah, I know Jeff. Yeah, um, he has this, um, podcast, um, it's called The Jeff Richards Show, have you heard of it? I... I, I can't say that I've listened to it, I, but I I mean, it makes sense that his show would be called The Jeff Richards Show. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, so uh-huh. instead of him doing it, it's so, it's a sketch, basically, like a 30-minute oh. one once every week or two weeks. And, like, they'll have a famous person interview a, com- a famous comedian. Like, they've had Dr. Phil like, with John Lovitz, and, like, they just got into an argue, and they got into this really long argument took John 20 minutes to join, but the thing was, it was a sketch, and it was so funny, every minute, he was like, he was like, call, Dr. Phil was calling John, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with you, they were swearing at each other, and then they forgave uh, each other, and it was like this, always oh, hilarious. So, so, just so I understand, it's Jeff doing Dr. Phil, mm-hmm. and the real, and the real John Lovitz. Yeah, um, they actually uh, do, um, um, as the celebrity guest host, he does a deep fake. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a, it's something you can watch. Yeah, it's on YouTube and it's on Spotify, so it's... Oh, that's interesting. Either I gotta way. check it out. Yeah. Yeah, he also had this, like, one with um this... I don't know who the guy is, but it was one guy with Greta Thunberg, and uh-huh. that was hilarious. Like, they were going back and forth, and, yeah. Like, whatever you have, like uh like, a figure that, like half the people hate like and then half the people love that always just turns out to be really funny yeah polarizing uh character yeah that's funny that's a great idea to do the deep fakes i gotta say mm-hmm. yeah um you know jeff jeff richards holds the distinction of well actually he's not the only one now but you know he was on mad tv first mm-hmm. oh. 
Cool. Or was he? And then he went on to SNL. And the other person who did that is, you know, um, who I don't know. Um, there was because because there is rarely. If you do Mad TV, chances are you're not going to do SNL. Uh, and if you've done SNL, chances are you're not going to want to do it Mad TV. That's how it was. But Taryn Killam was on Mad TV when I started working as a writer. He was 18. Cool. And then, you know, 20 years later, he was on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, well, the thing about Mad TV was it was so hilarious. Um, did, like... <laughs> Uh, like, um, I think it was underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 yes, I, I think so. I, I'd agree with that. It was... I'll tell you, I was just talking about this yesterday. Uh, another friend mm-hmm. of mine has a podcast, and he said, what was the... What show of all the shows you worked on was the most fun? And we used to laugh so hard at Mad TV when we were writing together. If there was a... I worked I worked with a couple of different groups, but this one group I, I wrote with a lot. There were four of us, and we would just ha- we were really prolific. We would crank out the material, and it wasn't all you know. It, not all of it aired, but it all made us laugh so hard. And that was like you know the biggest, the most joy on a you know a writing job. Yeah, it was so fun. I, like I was tired from laughing by the end of the day. Yeah, that there, was a, there was a woman from your area named Lauren Dombrowski who uh, passed on a, a, probably about ten years ago now, oh. and uh, and she was a yeah she was a big uh, she was a stand up in Boston and uh, I think she dated Dennis Leary at one point. Oh. But but yeah she's she's uh, if you if you want to look up you know Boston comedians yeah. uh, she's a. Uh, she was she was one of my bosses at Mad TV. She yeah. Was great. Um. 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 Uh, Sarah Silverman and Adam Sandler actually lived in this in the same New Hampshire small town. Right, and yeah. and Seth Meyers too, right? Or nearby? Um, Is he from the same? I don't know. Um. Mm-hmm. I know that like Bill Burr lived mm-hmm. around the Boston area. Um. Louis C.K. He lived mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, Massachusetts. I don't know where, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Conan O'Brien, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, also, um, I'm gonna have this, um, do you know who, um, Mike Scully is? Yeah, from The Simpsons? Yeah, I'm actually gonna have him on my podcast. Um, That's great. Yeah, this September, and he grew up in Hopedale, Massachusetts. It's like, crazy like um the amount of comedians i've had on that were boston like barry cats like i live in air massachusetts it's an extremely small town like an eight thousand population and barry cats knew about it oh that's wild yeah i know barry barry's a great guy he was one of uh he was my manager for a oh cool period of time yeah it's like and he was he had a company here in los angeles called new wave entertainment and he uh, I signed with them, and then I think like a year later he left. Oh, but um, anyway, he's doing his own thing. I think he's a boss. Of, yeah, yeah. I think he owns a company now. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's but he's in Los Angeles still, right? Or or like the, this area? Southern I saw California. this article of like he sold this like really expensive two million dollar home, 
and uh, it was like around the beach and that's mm -hmm. all i know about its location because yep. i searched it up yeah <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, don't be don't be doxing very cat <laughs> so um so uh, yeah um so who are some of the celebrity hosts you met Oh, uh, actually, no. Well, you and look look on Saturday Night Live. When, that I, one. when I was at SNL, I'll tell you that the two hosts that were there when I my, the two weeks I was there were uh, Samuel L. Jackson oh. and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, were the two were the two uh, hosts. And um, I'm trying to think of who, I met Kid Rock <laughs> when I was back there. I'm trying to think who else. Um, because you know, I, we, I had friends on the show, so I would go back there every once in a while and, and just to visit. You know, it was it was kind of a pipeline. You know, the from the Groundlings to Saturday Night Live. You know, you have. Uh, I mean, early on, you know, Lorraine Newman was. Uh, have you spoken to Lorraine Newman? Um. No. Um. Do you, do you know who that is? No, I don't. Should I write the name she down? Was, she, she was one of the original. Uh, Saturday Night Live, not ready for primetime players. Lorraine Newman. Okay. Um, so she she came out of the Growlings, and then Lovitz and um, Phil Hartman and Julia Sweeney. I'm sure I'm missing mm -hmm. some people. Uh, and then from my group, it was uh, Will Sherry. Catan, and then Chris Parnell, and then Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, and I think that's it. Oh, Kristen Wick. Oh yeah. Um. Someone. Um. So yeah. SNL. Um. 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 It's a great show, but like, I sort of it sort of like shocked me now looking at back at like how Eddie Murphy was fired. Uh. -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, now, what, what's the story there? Um, you I got think fired? I think um, uh, Lord, what? Lauren Michaels. That's his name. Lauren. Lo yeah, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren. I'm a fan yeah. of SNL, but like, um, yeah. he was taking a break, and I don't know if he was paying attention. I don't know if he was working on another show or what. But he oh, replaced yeah. the cast when he came back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was like yeah. That was after like five years. Somebody else took over as the showrunner, and I guess Dick Ebersol, I think, is mm -hmm. who it was. Yeah, it was in the. Um, so, but but wait, Eddie Murphy got fired. I think so, because that's when he was working there when the, the mm. cast was replaced. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, there was some. There's some. It's a. I mean, what what a. It's an institution. You could spend uh, all your time reading about SNL, all, all the stuff. Yeah. So, um, um, how did you get started in acting? In acting, I was uh, always doing it, like in school, like you know, when I was a, a kid, I was in, in the plays and you know, singing in the. I was always in bands and stuff, and uh, you know, trying to. I, don't know, I never did stand-up per se but you know i was just one of those kids that was considered himself as being funny i guess and and uh and i you know I, after high school i went to nyu as a musical theater major and that didn't last long uh, for a number of reasons and 
I ended up coming back to California and finishing up school at, at UC Berkeley. And when I, when I came back down here, I joined the Groundlings. And, uh, and the, when I say join, I mean, started taking classes at the Groundlings. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I actually, for college, I want to go to Hollywood. And I think they're still doing the Hollywood Lampoon. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds right. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, you know, if you, if you love what you're doing and you want to continue doing it, you're, like I said, you're, you're way ahead of anybody else. Um, and, and, and that would make sense for you to go, how are your grades? Um, I, I'm an honor roll student. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I'm going to try harder so I can get on principal's list. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, a lot of like I said, I, Mike Shure, he went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. A lot of the writers that were there when I was guest writing at SNL went to Harvard. Conan went to Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that true? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, but you know, even if you don't get into Harvard, you can still have a career in in uh, comedy for sure. Yeah, there's still other like. Well, I want to train. I want to like start writing for like a sketch show or like a mon something a lot of times sort of like sort of well conan's off the air now but something whatever but he's coming he's gonna have a show on hbo max is what i heard oh cool yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be cool so um i want to write for um primarily um sketch tv and monologues but i could also write for sitcoms what if you uh isn't there a, and i don't want to to uh, be an ageist here, but isn't there a uh, show on Nickelodeon called All That that is a sketch show? I don't know. That is, that is for, like, you know, kids are the target audience, and so that would be your sweet spot? Yeah, well, um, I might want to write for SNL um, because I heard that they, like, um, they want people that are young enough to, like, write for the relatability, and also they're a good enough writer, and I'd have them. I started writing when I was 12, I'm 13 now, so I'm going to have about, yeah, six years under my belt when I turn 18. Sure, sure, but why not try to submit some ideas to all that and and get that going, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think they would take, right now, you know, if you submitted something to SNL, they'd go, oh, this is nice, but he's too young. Yeah. But if you submitted something, maybe, to uh, all that, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, oh, you know, cool. you probably don't, I mean, at this point, you don't have um, an agent or anything like that, right? No. Um, well, yeah. um, Barry Katz is a fan of my comedy, though. <laughs> you should get, tell him to sign you. Tell Barry <laughs> to sign you. Well, uh... <laughs> I think I'm too young. Like I'm, like I've only been in this for a year, so like. No, I I know, but it's like if you're if you're gung ho on it and you're good mm-hmm. at it and you like doing it, it's then, then you know all you need is somebody to introduce you to people, and and that's mm-hmm. and Barry's like the man. I mean, everybody knows Barry. Yeah. Um, something I love is sort of like those Barry roasts, like where people just, like, shit on him. I don't know, but it's just so funny. And the way how he just sits there and he loves it. Like, people are, like, just... It's so funny. Yeah, well, that's, you know, everybody loves everybody loves him, so... Yeah. Um, well, it's all in good know. nature. Yeah, 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 it's all, good. it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah, those roasts, the Comedy Central roasts are, could be rough. Ooh. 
Yeah, well, I think one of the things in humor is, like, I don't really care, like, how far the joke goes, because it's a joke. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, um... that's a good attitude. Yeah, so... Oh, are you going to say yeah. something? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, what are some of your craziest on-set stories? craziest on-set stories oh man let me think that's <laughs> i'd have i gotta come back to that i don't i, okay. I like uh, oh you're breaking I, up I, I, do you hear me now yeah i can okay um i'm trying to think of like i i was i would never do anything crazy because i'd be afraid of getting fired oh but uh, like seeing other people act crazy well one thing i heard once like brian scolero i guess this is probably where i get the idea from he was on my podcast and he said like he was getting attention on like one of those disney shows um it was one of those like it was uh, the target audience was for girls it was and there it was like had a few spin-off series um Wait, start again. Who was who, who? Who told you this? Um, Brian Scolero. Um, uh, he got punched oh. in the face by someone on a Disney show, um, oh, because he wow. was getting the attention. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was it was something. It was like one of the most kid friendly shows ever. It had a few yeah. spin off series. I forget what it was called. <clears throat> Girl I, Meets I, I World. Know. Say again? It was the Girl Meets World, one of, the, like, the oh, main male like, characters. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Meets oh, World, yeah, yeah, one of those ones. Um, I, 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 this isn't a crazy story, but in the Even Stevens movie, there's a, a scene where I am, uh, I get hit in the head with, um, it's a, it's a beach ball full of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's that's the joke. Do you know yeah. you know even Stevens? Do you know? Or yeah. You, um, I mean, I'm, you'd have to. It was like a bit younger, but like I I wasn't. I don't think I was like I think I was a baby then, but I still recognize the name. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to look it up on Disney Channel or something like that, or uh, Disney Plus. I think has it. Yeah, anyway, I know about it though. So uh, there's the in the it, but this is the movie. So in the movie, mm-hmm. there's a bit where. Uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, fills a uh, beach ball full of spaghetti. I know it sounds ridiculous, but and and makes it hover above the graduation ceremony. And I'm the coach, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get that. Oh, you know, I'm going to get that beach ball. So I get up on a chair, and <laughs> the beach ball explodes, and it turns out it's full of spaghetti. So, in order to shoot that, they had these two. Uh, grips, you know, the guys that work on the set mm-hmm. on top of a scaffold and they so it's two guys with big bins of spaghetti oh. you know, like a, a yeah. bus tub, like, yeah. a, like a bus boy would have in a, in a restaurant, full of spaghetti and the cameraman was behind, between them, so he was shooting like this and they dumped the spaghetti on me and the shot mm-hmm. was like you know my POV uh, or yeah. the, the, you know, from the sky. Um, anyway, it hit me so it, like spaghetti is kind of heavy. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't think about it as being heavy, but that much of it. And it, so it, 
made a impact on my head and it hit me so hard that I kind of like was I thought I was going to pass out Whoa. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a uh, definitely a, uh, a neck injury now, yeah. I'm, now I'm thinking about it I've had some problems with my neck recently have you ever heard like Steve-O like he does some of the most crazy things and a lot you mean, of you mean Steve-O from uh, Jackass yeah and like yeah. everybody from Jackass I think Tony Hawk and everybody else was in it like one guy um had his like I don't think this was in Jackass another movie but like a um like he was riding a dirt bike in a, mm-hmm. in a movie and he did a like stunt and it, the motorcycle went like 20 feet in the air and landed on his balls <laughs> It's just yeah yeah and then uh, another time this guy like he had his his uh, like eye come out from his socket because of a uh, stun and uh, no it, it happened like twice in 24 hours where it actually came uh, out and it's just like the guys were the guys are now worth of 70 million but i still wouldn't do stuff like that for that kind of money no no that's uh, you know you don't mess with your you know, ah, eye popping out of your socket. Does <laughs> no, that's that's no. You you stick to stick to do, doing stand. Yeah, far more healthy. Yeah, well, actually, um, there were like some comedians. Um, I've had forty comedians on my podcast. Well, not mm-hmm. all of them are comedians, but like thirty-five of them were. in, like, um, I've had like Barry Katz as a manager, and I've had some writers on. Mm-hmm. And there was there were two people. Or maybe three who, one, uh, I generally ask the comedian, if the comedian or if they've done stand-up comedy, what's the worst heckler they ever had? And uh, two people said that they have ha- had a gun pulled on them. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bad. The worst, my, my limited experience of doing stand-up, the worst heckler I had was the MC of the show that I was doing an open mic at she was horrible I can't remember her name but she uh basically was heckling me from the side of the stage because she didn't agree with with my uh humor oh, it was humor. Rough. I thought you were gonna say like political standpoint but no because of no. the humor <laughs> no, was, no I, I I I had no political standpoint I was not like a there was nothing Anyway, there's nothing political about what I was doing. She just yeah. didn't like some of my jokes. And she basically did a When she took the stage, you know, after my five minutes, she went back on stage. And she did a, a callback to one of the jokes that she didn't like of mine <laughs> a, 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 before introducing the next act. It was That was a rough night. That was that was the second time I did stand-up. And it was incredibly mm-hmm. rough at the comedy store. Yeah, but then... So. Oh, the comedy store. Like, something I like about the comedy store, though, is, like... How it's just like different, like it's a difference between being a headliner, which of course is an accomplishment, but between being a headliner for the comedy store. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's that's that's huge, it's huge for standups. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I worked with Bobby Lee a lot at Mad oh, yeah. TV, and and he, you know, he was, I think, frequently considered the headliner, or he was in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. Very funny. Um, audiences love him. So yeah, um, I think um, Whitney Cummins is um, headlining it this week. Is doing a headlining at, at the comedy store here. Um, in, in Hollywood, 
I, no not, idea. Not La Jolla. So, yeah. Say again? Not La Jolla. The, there's there's the, another one that was like La, and it has J-O-L-L-A. Oh, 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 La Jolla. La Jolla, yeah. Yeah, it's Spanish. Oh, yeah, I should know that because I'm learning Spanish in school. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, La Jolla, the, the J's are, huh. huh. Although, oh, yeah. Go about that. The, name, the name Juan is wuh, and that's a J. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. I took Latin in high school. Yeah. Oh, Latin's hard, but it's good, like, if you want to learn literature, I heard. Like, if yeah, you yeah. want to learn grammar or whatever, or the breaking words. Breaking down big words, breaking yeah. down, yeah, understanding stuff. I want to learn Spanish. Spanish. What, what are your shows? Um, I like a lot of, um, I like Seinfeld, Kirby Enthusiasm, um, South Park, um, I like a lot of, um, I like The Chappelle Show, a lot of, um, sort of absurd humor, um, I also like, I'm currently watching Modern Family, which I like. Uh Mm Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so you're a big, uh, you're a, you're a, uh, big comedy buff. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a comedy nerd, so, um... <laughs> you yeah. got another question? Um, yeah, oh, do you want to end it now? No. Oh, I thought, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 let's do a couple more questions, and then I do have to go. Okay, <laughs> but, but, so... And thank you for, and thank you for making the, uh, uh, doing this earlier than we, we planned. I, I do have to get my daughter at some point. Oh, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. what was your experience like writing for the Tonight Show with Jay Leno? That was a great experience. And I'll tell you, it wasn't just writing for him. It was producing and directing oh. and, and uh, editing. I mean, it was... The writers on staff were considered a, a one-stop shop. Um, there were two types of writers... Uh, one just monologue and two doing what I did, which was like making the bigger second act pieces, you know? Um, um, so, so I rarely, I rarely wrote monologue jokes. I only did it when, you know, something struck me and I thought maybe he'd do it. And I didn't, you know, anyway, but what I do is, you know, I'd go out on, on the road with a, a comedian and we'd, put together a field piece is what they call it yeah something that is like writing for like jay leno or david letterman or conan mm-hmm. o'brien the big names jimmy fallon um just mm-hmm. being invited for it's like it's as um respectable as being an executive producer as like a three season tv show or a five mm-hmm. one but when you like you put you were a producer for the tonight show with jay leno I was, yeah. Yeah, that's like on a whole nother level. Mm. Perhaps it's different. It's a different job than being a a producer on a sitcom because it's like in sitcom you're sitting in there and you're writing with a room, mm-hmm. a group. At, at the Tonight Show, it was all you know. We were all in our own offices, and we just as long as we went in, you know, you'd pitch an idea to the head writer, and then he'd go, oh, I don't know, or he'd say, Okay, let's pitch it to Jay, and then we pitch it to Jay, and Jay would go, oh, I don't know, or Okay, let's do it. And then you get the ball rolling in that way. Um, and, you know, some stuff would be, you know, real quick stuff, day of stuff. Jay would have an idea. I do, I do music a lot. Oh, cool. And if Jay had an idea that, you know, he he's, I would not say that he's a huge fan of comedy, uh, music and comedy. 
but you know every once in a while he'll have an idea and he would come to me and say hey how about this and then i would do it um for the show um that day which was you know quick turnaround was uh kind of intense but it was great it was a it was a good experience and um you know uh, he was great it was unfortunate that like i don't know if you're even aware of the conan versus jay oh yeah i am yeah so i don't know conan at all Mm -hmm. i know people that know him very well um i've always been a huge fan of conan i'm a huge fan of david letterman um but you know i live in los angeles and and uh I wanted to work on the Tonight Show with Jay, and I had, I had been doing sketches, you know, performing as like you know fake newsman or fake reporter or something like that for Jay for for years prior to um, working as a writer on the show. Yeah, um, the like those shows are just so cool. Um, something like it's just so yeah, it's amazing. Um. It's sort of odd, like, how um, kids, like, nowadays, um, I, I think kids, like, when um, in the 80s and 70s watched, like, The Tonight Show and stuff like that, but kids nowadays don't really watch stuff like that. No, they, it seems like they just watch clips, you know? Yeah. Uh, wherever they're offered YouTube, generally. I, I see a lot of stuff on, on Twitter. Did you know, here's a, here's a good story. So, years ago... I was in the Groundlings, and the only way you could get paid as a Groundling, you didn't get paid for performing, uh, you had to teach. You had to teach improv. So I taught improv for many years. And one year, it was right after Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry and Chris Kattan got snatched up for SNL. I was teaching a class, and it was the first day of class. And on the first day of class... I had everybody sitting in a circle. You do a couple of exercises where you're sitting next to each other. Anyway, and then prior to that, I would say, tell me your name and what your, why are you taking this class? And what's your goal here? And this one guy says, um, uh, my name's Jimmy Fallon and I'm taking this class because I want to be on Saturday Night Live. And, and and the rest of the class just erupted in laughter and yeah. because it was such a bold mm-hmm. goal, you know? And, you know, I didn't laugh because I was a teacher, but I did think it was kind of a funny thing to say on the first day of class. And uh, I said, well, you know, even if you do really well in this class and even if you get all the way into the main company, it's not a guarantee that you'll be on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. And he's like, oh, no, I know, I, I do stand-up too, and, and uh, you know, but anyway, that's why I'm here. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be marking your progress. Yeah. And um, as you know, he did it. Yeah, um, yeah, actually, I just, like, got into, um, wanted to, like, yesterday, recently, um, are you familiar with Bill Grunfest? The, no, uh, say the name again? Bill Grunfest, he was the executive producer on Matt, Matt, Matt about you, something like that. It started with it. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with him, um, okay. but I'm not, but I, I do know Matt about you. Yeah, so um, he was the executive producer for that, and um, 
I was talking to him, and when he was younger, like, when he was, um, a teenager, he, um, reached out to this guy who was a writer for the New York Times, like, and he said that he wanted to interview him, so he called the office of the New York Times, and then he rode on a train to New York to do it, and something, I was like, oh, yeah, so I get my, um, guests through Facebook, um, I message them, and... And then if they don't respond a few months after that, if they never saw it, I do it through Instagram. I have this whole setup. Um, so right. yeah, um I just found out yesterday that like you can like so uh, um like I'm thinking that um about like calling management companies, the companies that manage the comedian and asking like if I can like um how I ask um, about, like, getting them on my podcast. I would like to book yeah. them on my podcast, if that'd be all right. You should do that. That's yeah. a great idea. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Did you say you spoke to Barry? Um, was, I, was... Um, well, I've known Barry for a few months now. So you've known him? You know him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he could connect you to anybody in comedy. You think he would do it? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you, he would help you. Yeah. Well, he did offer to give me advice whenever. Well, yeah. consider that. Consider okay. it just like, I, I, you know, I, if you couch it that way, say, <laughs> you said that you would give me advice whenever. I just need some advice on how to get people, comedians, on my show. <laughs> and then say, can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's... I, I think that's a I think that's a no brainer given yeah. that you already know Barry. Yeah, I do that with some other people, but like he's sort of like that girl that sends mixed messages that you have a crush on. So you're like, what do I do? <laughs> so yeah. Well, I think you should do it. I think you should reach okay. out to Barry. He's he's yeah. he knows everybody and and uh, and he's a nice person. And I think you know he'd help you out. Yeah, so thank you so very much for being on my podcast. It was amazing having a movie star on my podcast. <laughs> and, yeah, um, it was an honor and delight having you on, and goodbye and happy.